From Fortnite to Roblox, the current iterations of the metaverse have a consistent theme running through them. At their core, they're games. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this is Cena editor Ian Schur, who wrote about this in the latest Making the Metaverse story. Welcome, Ian. How are you doing? So yesterday, Scott and I talked about the general state of the metaverse and where it's going. But from reading your story, it seems like games are how people are going to get hooked into the metaverse. Is that a correct summation? Yeah, I, I think so. The reality is that people are still kind of figuring out what the metaverse is going to look like, right? And what uh, and how it is. And the video game industry, in a lot of ways, is where a lot of this stuff is starting, right? Where a lot of the uh, the the ideas are coming from. And if you think about it, it makes total sense, right? Like the metaverse was really an idea that came out of sci-fi, right? Back in the 80s and the 90s. And then uh, we had Matrix, which kind of described the metaverse as this dystopian nightmare. Um, and then, you know, then video games just started filling that void and creating these worlds where you are experiencing a shared social experience, right? You're not just playing a video game. You're not playing Warcraft anymore, right? You're playing World of Warcraft. Everyone else is in there with you. So all of that stuff kind of plays together in a really interesting way. Yeah, and then let's talk about some of the, the more successful ones. I mean, the you know the when, when you think metaverse, uh, one name pops up a lot, and that's Roblox. Uh, and that's tell me a little bit about that. Um, because it's a wildly successful game, especially if you are a you know about it if you're a parent to a, a <laughs> tweener, or or if you're you know if you're a younger listener yourself. I mean, talk a little bit about that and sort of how it plays into the metaverse. Roblox is enormous. Uh, it's really fascinating. You know, one of the things about how uh, how popular it is is that you, there are these these games that have kind of popped up over the last we'll call it 15, 20 years, that are about world building, right? Where you literally just build a world. There's no point to them otherwise. So uh, one of the first one was Second Life, right? Where um, literally people would go in and like buy land, digital land, right? We now have NFTs. So if you think back through the years, they were kind of the first to think about this stuff. And um, and you would literally build up whatever, like there people built uh, classrooms and uh, did political organizing in Second Life and like brought people in. But, you know, it was small, right? It wasn't a huge group of people. Even today at its largest, it's a fraction of the size of what Minecraft and Roblox have become. And Minecraft came out in, you know, about 10 years later uh, and Roblox came out a little bit before that. And both of them, what they really kind of nailed that Second Life didn't seem to have was this easy sense of the world building, right? Instead of, you know, having to kind of, you know, create a tree uh, in Minecraft and Roblox, you have these very basic building blocks that you build with. And by, you can kind of build all of these types of very easy worlds through it. It takes a lot of time. But, you know, I remember the first time I interacted with Minecraft, someone had built a, 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 a scaled replica of the USS Enterprise from, Star Trek The Next Generation and was flying around. And I was like, my Lord, that's a lot of effort. And, you know, it, it's kind of interesting because it just, all of the community started building up around building really wacky stuff. And that's what Roblox and Minecraft 
you know, they do that. And then you live in these worlds with these people. Maybe you play around. Roblox has a few kind of games built into it as well that you can actually build into the game. And so it, it's really interesting. It's not a video game. It's it, a lot of ways. It's a social experience. And that is what I think has really separated the metaverse from everything else is that this idea of, of having a place that I can hang out just like a mall, but now it's online. And, but I can also play with my friends. We can do whatever. Like that has become the key. Yeah, and I, that's that's a really good point. It's this idea that you're you're hanging out with people because you brought up something that isn't metaverse like at all, and that was that was the game Words with Friends. And I, I remember when it was popular, it was sort of like the place to be. It was huge, and it, it, yeah. And it was a similar kind of connective tissue, right? That it wasn't really about the game itself; is really about the fact that like all your friends were there and you wanted to be there too, right? Well, and that, that's interesting. You know, I spoke with the guy who created Words with Friends, right? He was one of the one of the creators. And, you know, really interesting guy because he's always wanted to play with the kind of the forward edge of of where gaming is going, right? So, you know, he, he worked on Age of Empires a long time ago. And then when the iPhone came out, he's like, let's bring Age of Empires into the iPhone, right? Everyone's going to want to play Age of Empires on the iPhone. They love doing it on the computer. Why not? And after using the iPhone for a while, when it first came out, he realized, oh my God, I don't want to play this hours-long game that's super involved by touching a screen and playing, you know, that way. It's going to, that's not what I do this for at all. I carry my phone with me into the bathroom and I carry it when I'm, when I pull it out when I'm at the, at the bus stop. You can't play Age of Empires doing that. So, they completely rethought their model and said, well, what if we just kind of make it easy for you to send messages to one another, but do it in a playful way, right? And that was what eventually became Scrabble on the iPhone, right? Which is words with friends. And, you know, even when Scrabble came out by Electronic Arts after that, it was really focused on making Scrabble real, but it wasn't focused on that social experience. And after, you know, Words with Friends continued to blow up and even today it's huge. You know, one of the things he said to people, he said, Words with Friends is not like this amazing thing, right? We did not invent a brand new game here. What we did is we came up with the next best, greatest way to hang out with people. And that is what really got it going. And it's something that he's he's really kind of brought with him as he's done other projects going forward. So... Yeah, I think that that's important to keep in mind is that I think as we talk about the metaverse more and more, it's always going to be about experiencing stuff with other people. It's not about the actual game. You talked about a game called Charades 3D in Rec Room, which is this VR program. In fact, you you lead your story with uh, an anecdote about Charades 3D. Talk about that and how it sort of you know is a window into what the metaverse could be or should be. Yeah, but one of the things I thought about a lot when I was kind of thinking about, okay, how is the game industry leading the charge into the metaverse? One of the things that I I always thought was really interesting is, you know, Minecraft, Roblox, all of these companies have been around for a very long time, but they don't make stories per se, right? It's not like, you know, Call of Duty or Halo, where they come out with a new version every few years or whatever, and it's got this really engrossed story, they're just creating tools to build worlds. 
And I thought that's got to be a completely different muscle as a developer, right? Like I'm not, I'm not getting together a story team. I'm not kind of pre-visualizing how the story's going to feel and what it's going to look like and what the kid like. I don't have any of that. So what do you do, right? Where's this energy going? So I spoke with the people who create this app, Rec Room, which is uh, is kind of if you want to think of like Yahoo Chat <laughs> way back in the day, yeah. but now in VR, right? it's and it's huge, right? And and one of the things that they found early on was initially this team, which is made up, by the way, of people from uh, you know the founding people are from Microsoft and the and the Hololens that Microsoft makes, right? The AR uh, glasses that it has, and also their gaming arms. One of the things that they did is they said, let's just create a bunch of different games that you can experience with your friends, right? You can tell the trend here. And so they did. And one of those games was the charades game that where you have to draw in the air with a pen. And what they suddenly saw people doing was drawing all these fantastical things. People were getting into this game and not even playing. They were just drawing these really artistic things, kind of turning the jazz cafe environment that they had created for the game into almost like, you know, a museum, right? an art show. And they thought, oh my gosh, this is the trick, is having a pen that you can kind of build the world out of. And that, and so what they did is they actually, they started working on making that one tool more and more capable, right? Of making it so it can spit out different colors. It can spit out different things. Like once you've invented a basketball in VR, you can then just have the pen kind of just create it when you tap it somewhere and stuff like that. And now that pen is the central part of how they they run in their, their entire universe. Whenever you want to do anything in there, you're using the pen to, okay, well, I want to build a little tree right here. That's what you do, right? And so it's, it's really interesting is this kind of, you know, how these tools really have analogs to the real world, right? But also they're all coming from these experiments that really, you know, they give a couple of tools to the community. The community goes wild with them. And they're like, okay, let's just keep going. Let's give them more. And it's really interesting. And it, these experiences, and I'll, I'll include Fortnite as well as, as, as you know, these Fortnite's are really these fascinating communities. One. Yeah. Right. And these, are, and these are communities that are being built up around really a core gaming mechanic, uh, I'm curious, like where where this goes from here. Like, as the tech industry kind of jumps into the metaverse and wants to create these these different virtual worlds, like does Fortnite do these games like lose some of their game mechanics and focus more on the social element, or like what what do you sort of see happening in regards to these these gaming experiences? Right. I think if you look at um, at Rec Room, that's a very telling example, right? They were trying to build game experiences like paintball and, and you know, go-kart racing and charades. And then they backed off of that and focused purely on tools for the community to build whatever they wanted. And that's what they've done ever since. Uh, it, Roblox is very similar, right? Where they are, they're not really building games, they're building tools. The most recent example being uh, two things. They created the ability for um, 3D positional audio to be in the room. So if you have, you know, if you're in a room together as your characters, right, not you physically, but me, you know, Ian the robot is sitting next to, you know, Roger the tiger, right? And uh, if you're to my right, I can hear you in my right ear versus my left ear, right? And if you move around the room, you literally sound like you're moving around the room. And that might seem really nerdy and silly, but it, they think it's a core part 
of what the future of the metaverse is going to be, is that if you're going to feel like you're in these digital worlds and you're going to spend time in them, you probably want it to feel very similar to what it's like in the real world. Um, another thing that they also did is they made it so that all of the clothing that you can invent in the world, you know, create a t-shirt, create, you know, a, a hat, whatever, people love doing this. It is the one thing I've never really fully understood personally. Like, I don't care what my character looks like, but people are all about how their characters look. And I, and I totally respect it. So it's a way of, of, of expression and all of this type of stuff. And this is probably where I'm an old fogey already. And, you know, I don't get it, but I, I understand why people like it. And so now they've made it so that all of your clothing will fit on any character you create in Roblox. So if you have a giant dragon, that's like 50 feet tall, and you create a shirt for him, it'll work on a tiny robot that's like two feet tall too. And so they, they, they had to do a lot of coding. It took them years to make this work because you have to think through all the variations of what could happen. But you get that there's like a lot going on here. So I don't, I don't know what the future answer is, right? Do they just stop making games altogether when it comes to metaverse companies at least? Or are there people like like Fortnite that kind of straddle this interesting line, right? Fortnite is is particularly large in the you know kind of teen to twenties and thirties category. It is really popular, particularly as a social hangout place, right? They've literally had concerts in there with Ariana Grande and and all of that. But but at the same time, it's a video game with an actual story and experience tied to it, right? It's a it's a it's a, you know, it's down to last player Hunger Games style game. And so I don't know whether or not you can, whether or not people are going to aim more toward that, you know, still creating experiences that are controlled and kind of, you know, you come into the game for a reason and then you also hang out with people, or if they create these uncontrolled experiences, or if it's all over the place, right? Maybe they will be, you know, if I go into the Disney world, uh, the Disney verse, whatever you want to call it, right? The meta, the meta, meta Disney. Um, you know, maybe in that one, it's a recreation of the park with a lot of different stuff I can do in there. But if I go into the Minecraft one, I can do whatever I want. Right? There are zero controls. I could build anything, and so it, it's going to be very interesting to see how people kind of react to this stuff. And I think honestly, one of the things that's interesting is we're talking about way more people than the video game industry is right now, right? Like there are not that many compared to all the human beings on the planet. Like I'm going to just ballpark it at like half the human planet which plays video games regularly. Okay. If you throw in phone games with it. So if you take that, you have to think if we are all social, we all do all sorts of social stuff. Facebook alone has more than half the world's online population using it right now. So if you think about what the future of the metaverse is, it is far larger than just a video game. And I think these companies are trying to figure out, well, how do we build something that people are going to want to interact with in a way that's different from maybe what we think of video games Got as it. today? Well, Ian, that was a lot, to, a lot to chew on. Yeah, and you can check out his story and the rest of the Making the Metaverse series on CNET.com. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. Just a quick programming note, I'll be traveling for work the next couple days, so you'll see or you'll hear a number of guest hosts in my stead. Now, if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.